Yes, indeed. We are back with another episode. Fresh in the flesh is me and my man's and them. The Court of McGee. D-Mac, what's going on, my guy? What's up? What's up, and Pep? Good to see you, man. Good to I'm see back. you. Good to see you, too, my brother. <laughs> How's life been treating you since the last time we talked on here, man? It's busy. You know how it is, man. Kids, work, you know, moving. It's been busy, man, for sure. Yeah, I know about busy with, with work and, and everything else, but not them kids and not that wife life. <laughs> I haven't reached that status yet. You know, I'm a, I'm a single guy. No one loves me that much from what I understand. I, I love you, but not that way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you loving me, but we not that way, my guy. Not that way, you know. Um, but it's next how, for you, man. Yeah, how, how is it out there in that sunshine, man, out there in Cali? It's beautiful, man. I mean, you know, waking up every day to the just the sunshine and, and palm trees, you know, going to the beach. It's, it's nice, man. You know, but it comes with with some it comes with the disadvantages as well, you know. I mean what disadvantages? Gas, oh, yeah. Rent and gas, brother. Mortgage and gas. So we're looking yeah. for houses. Um, and it's I mean, houses prices are through the roof everywhere. But but here to say, for instance, we're looking for, you know, three bed, two bath, mm-hmm. and we can't find anything under six fifty, man. Can't find anything under six fifty. So we're. What made you choose San Diego instead of doing like uh, Texas or something? <laughs> I couldn't live in. I couldn't live in Texas. I can't live in Texas. I, I mean, just um. I'm a liberal guy, first off, so my politics don't fit with Texas, for sure. And um, there's nothing about Texas to me that's that's attractive, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'll visit, you know, I'll visit for a couple of days and then I get out of there. Mm-hmm. But nothing about Texas politically or, uh, you know, any other way, just don't, it's not a place I want to live, you know. Uh, are there any places you thought about other than Chicago that you would you can see yourself kind of land in. Yes. Uh, Houston or Austin, Texas uh, have been on my radio radar. I've been thinking about that uh, at one um, point. At one point, I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, Puerto Rico was another one because I was there for yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that was that was that was a thing for a little bit. But, you know, uh, I can see Houston and Austin, you know, I, me living in San, so you know, Texas, generally the country's, that state is conservative. And we, we about to talk politics, so why don't we get on out there? Um, and I live in St. Louis, and St. Louis is liberal, but it's in a conservative state. And it just felt so, even though it was liberal, it still felt conservative because the state was so oppressive that it was like, from a conservative standpoint, it's like that kind of fit. It kind of slowly drifted into the city. So I just, I want to live in a liberal state. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, I just want to live in a liberal state, um, open-minded state. You know, if you see all the stuff that's happening right now with anti-gay laws and bills and all that, I don't want, I don't want to be a part of that crap. And I, I just don't. So um, that's just my point of view. 
<laughs> it's your point of view. I respect your point of view, right? But yeah, yeah. You know me, and you know Let's that go. I don't. I don't think if you rather hearing the word liberal or conservative is not really meant for us at all. So um, here we go. No, I'm just. I'm just like if we're conservative means to conserve. So I'm keeping this shit for me. Liberal means well, I'm gonna keep it for me, but I'll sprinkle a little bit for everybody else, and y'all can fight over whatever it is that's out there. But I really don't give a fuck about y'all. So that's that. I don't have nothing to do with none of that because no one has ever done anything to make sure that the people that look like me or you um, have been taken care of, and that's that's at face value. That's at the deep core root of it, or all or whatever. But I'm not a politics guy. I stay away from it because it's it's parlor tricks to me. So um, you moving out to San Diego is good for you because it works. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's we, what it does. It works. Yeah, it works. We we know that St. Louis or or or, or wherever you were can, can be an iffy place. We've seen things that have transpired there and in Chicago and all around the world. I don't I think that's something that we can never escape. I I think that at some point we have to build the world around us that we want to that we want to live in and, and try to be as be in as much control as we can be. But the, the, I agree. the politics of it is never going to change because those people have been there and they're not going they're not going nowhere. I agree. I, I disagree with that. But that's you know, another podcast. That's that, another podcast. No, just too well, long. Just too long. We we can we got I got time man we dedicated this time to you so you might as well just go ahead and get it out the way pimp yeah well you know to say all right so historically we can measure steps we can measure incremental steps that have happened historically right and if we talk about conservative or Democrat versus Republican first off I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. And we're going to talk politics. I consider myself an independent. But I'm going to tell you, I can never, I don't ever see myself voting for a conservative. All right. So there's this idea of state rights versus federal rights. We understand that if you're talking about federal rights, um, you know, conservatives stand for states' rights. And throughout history, the gains that we've made as Black people, African American people, has been through the federal government. This is a fact. Voting rights. You know, desegregation, 1960s, these were federal laws that were put into place that allowed us to go and take incremental steps forward. Now, I agree with you. I would say that, of course, for people of color, of course, it's just not, it's not enough. It's never enough, right? It's going to be just enough to, to keep people docile, you know, keep them from going in the streets and shooting people, you know. Um, but if I have to, if I have to pick a, if I have to pick which way I want to go, more so than the other, that's kind of where I land, you know, more so with uh, more democratic ideas. Even though, even though, like you say, of course, we can argue, we can we can go all day about the things that, that have not happened that should happen, <laughs> which I agree with you on. But I feel like I gotta I, I gotta put my foot in the sand somewhere in this system to try to move it forward, and what. I don't, what side do I land on? I don't know. I, I kind of pick that or I put myself in that place where I can debate and push that side forward. 
just as the way I think about it. Independent um, is a good place to be. I think that over the what 10, 15, last 10, 15 years, they try to get rid of the independent vote, right? Some states you can't even vote as independent. No, you can't. You still you know just got to write it in. They lock you into Democrat or Republican, which is a bunch of crap, you know? So that lets you know all you, all you need to know, really. Yeah, and even if you're voting, I'm going to say this, even if you vote Democrat, Democrats don't really have your best interests in hand, especially if you're Black. Um, if you notice, no. or, or if, you, if you notice over the last few years, they've tried, they've helped take more rights away from you than they've helped get you the things that you need, but um, that's just my go observation. Go specific. Go specific. You right. had to go specific? Yeah. I had to yeah. go specific. I don't really want to go specific, no. man, but, you know. <laughs> um... All right, so look, look, so I agree with you. I agree with you that we're in a place, I agree with you. Now, this is the politics part that you talk about, because there's a okay. whole bunch of politics going on. Okay. You know, so those people that are truly reaching out for your interests, truly trying to get stuff done, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, criminal justice or a number of issues with affordable housing. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, like here in, in California, I mean, housing is through the roof, man. People can't even talk about homeless people because people can't afford to pay their freaking rent, man. That's why you see homeless people. They're working for 80 hours, you know, but they can't afford to pay their rent. It's not enough for those people in politics. You know, there's a lot of Democrat and Republicans that are, they're fucking dirty, dude. They dirty. Yeah, and you had a lot of Democrats, you had a lot of Democrats saying we don't need to raise the pay scale for these people. Yes, yes, That's what I didn't want to be. And for people to listen, it's not that I can't be specific. The quarter knows me better than any of you all ever will. And he knows that I know what I'm talking about, but he just wants me to display uh, my my verbiage and wordage to you and to him. So I cover everything on a broader base instead of being so dense and condensed when I do it. But he knows what I'm talking about, man. Uh, I want to move on past this topic, you know, but this is something <laughs> that the quarter loves. So do you do you want to keep going? <laughs> No, 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 no. We move. I think we, you know, we will serve to move on, man. You know, we, we didn't come. I don't want to argue with you right now, man. Come on, we'll do that later. No, nah, no, nah, it's it's fine. We can definitely do it. It's just that you know, nah. um, when when I look at the totality of it all, and when I and I and I observe it from the point of them saying that we were free up until this point, people say, "Oh, Abraham Lincoln did us." You know, he was one of the, the best things that ever ha- happened to black people. <clears throat> and then you look at it and you go, wait, he only let black people free so we could come to the north and fight in the war against the south so that he could win. That was the only no, no, reason no, he, he did it. No, no, he did it because he did it because he didn't want to, he didn't want secession. That's why he did it. He did it because it was either do that or you know, he didn't want the, he didn't want to secession. He didn't want the North and the South to the, the South to secede from the nation, right? So, and, and and it's written up there in in on DC in DC behind him. You know that I mean they they put it plain in plain day. I mean it's not like he wanted to save us. He wanted to keep the, the country from literally going to war, and they did it anyway. I they mean, did it anyway. But we ran to the North to fight for them. Yes, that's yes, what I'm saying. I we agree. ran to the north to fight for them against the south. 
And then after yeah. that, we were still we were still treated like 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 dirt. So when I people agree. go, oh, oh, Abraham Lincoln was the best. I know he wasn't. And he went back later on and wrote it in one of his letters and said it like if it were up to me, I would have never freed them. But I wanted I to win the war. He wrote that That's in right. one of the letters. Yeah. So I don't understand what people saying when people say that, you know, he was one of the best things that ever happened to us. Apparently, you all don't really know your history and you don't read enough. You go by what they teach you in your books and, and you don't do the proper research and knowledge. But um, we are back at the Jack of Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick slapping you across your fat ass. And that, when that album came out, man, when that album came out, bro. I couldn't even play that in the house, man. When my mother heard that, man, bro, like she, she, she went, she tried to fight me. She tried to fight me. Yeah. Oh yeah. To hear that snooping them saying bitch and fuck you bitch and motherfucking fat ass and all that. Like, yo, she was not, you know, my, I come from a church home, bro. She was, she was not going for that, bro. Hearing all that. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. So me, you know, you know me in, in high school, I was very religious and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought to bring that in the house, man. So so what's the what what made you think you could bring that in the house? It's not that I thought I could bring it in the house is that I was playing it low one day and I had the headphones in and oh, um, I turned around and hit and knocked the cord out the jack. <laughs> and what song oh it was on the it ain't no fun and i think it was well if corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch i'd always be broke i never had no motherfucker and it's like resonating through the house and i'm like trying to hit every button to stop it <laughs> and that shit was just rocking man i, I the room was rocking and I turn it off. She come in, I take I take the tape, I throw it, you know, under the under the bed, you know, tear up everything. Like, yo, you know, and I, I turn on the radio. I try to turn on the radio and she was like, What what was that? What was that? I'm like, what you talking about? I'm like, that's um the, the independent radio station, you know, WHPK and shit like that. She's like, What what a tape at? I'm like, what tape? What tape? Yeah, like what tape, what you talking about? What you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, well, where's the tape at, boy? I heard that. I was like, it's the radio station. She was like, that ain't no radio station. Where is the tape? So I gave her some, t- I don't even know what I gave her. I think I gave her some uh, some other tape, but I definitely wasn't giving her that. I definitely wasn't giving was her that. Smart. Hmm? It was a smart move. It was a smart move, man. Yeah, she ended up, I forgot what she ended up getting. Um, I can't remember what she got, but she took it from me and I went along with it like, okay, whatever. But she wasn't getting that. She wasn't getting that. You know, at the time growing up, for me at least, and I'd say this all the time when people talk to me about it, um, West Coast music was more familiar to me than East Coast music was at the time because their story was closer to what we, were, what we had going on in the Midwest and in Chicago more so than what was going on the East Coast, you know? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And I was even thinking about that with um, the whole Big Ant, Big Ant Pac. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking why Pac, for me, was so 
poignant, man. It just spoke to me so much. Because what when he talked, is like, you can just instantly connect to it. Either you or, or your, your buddies at school or somebody you knew that you thought about that was struggling in the street or actually lived that life, that life hardcore. You can see that, man. You can see what, what, he, what he said. And I always thought he was just, just, just his voice, man, the way he spoke. He was he very charismatic. Very, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. I was looking at this radio program. I forget the name of it, but they were talking about who's, who's more lyrical, Paco Biggie. And everybody's like, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. And I was like, not to me, man. I just thought that I love the way Pac spoke. I just love the energy he came with in, in his Pac's his de- Pac's delivery was good. But Biggie yeah. was a better lyricist. Biggie had word for word, bar for bar, better lyrics. Tupac was just a better. He was more charismatic. He could, he delivered it better than 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 Big did. Even though Big had a great delivery, Pac yeah. was Pac was more charismatic. Like if you go lyric for lyric, more than not, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna look at Big and go, Yo, Big Big was saying some of the dopest shit ever. You know, and, and before he and before he even reached his peak, you know what I mean. So yeah, um, yeah, we have to, we have to disagree with on that one too. We 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 can disagree, but you know, for a motherfucker, what he what he say on one of them songs? Uh, I'm so thirsty. I forgot what it was. He said, "But I'm cutting up the body and talking to the pieces." I was like, "Yo, Pac never said nothing like that." Yeah, yeah. His yeah. was just his was just straight hardcore, just hard, straight hardcore lyrics. You know what I mean? It but was this is weird. Cutting up the body and talk to the pieces. It's just weird. No, that ain't weird. weird. It just it's just showing you how maniacal <laughs> and and, uh, and and crazy big was when he was when he was being a lyricist. You know what I mean? But he like, wasn't doing none of that. See, that's what I'm saying. So to me, that's lyricism. Everything, everything Pac said to me was believable. <clears throat> he was it was believable. Like. I, be, I believe what Pac said when he said it. I didn't believe Pac. I didn't believe Biggie did any of the stuff he said. I mean, you believe Pac? You know, yes. As long as you, you know, I don't care if you blood or cuz. As long as you got love for thugs, and you and you believe Pac. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Most of the stuff that he said, I believe. <laughs> nah. Nah, dog. But you're right. No, but you're right. It's a certain delivery that made it just. You know, I don't know. It's just the the power he spoke with, man. He had this this bravado. He had this bravado that made you believe, you know, what he said, man. You know, I don't know, but but I, I agree with you on your, on your point that just the West Coast in general, mm-hmm. there's a certain feel there that I just felt connected to, man. You know. Yeah, them brothers had they were doing the same type of things that we were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The drive-bys. Yeah. drive-by music and shit like that like that was something that was already embedded in our culture here um as, yeah. sad, as sad as it is as it is that we were doing drive-bys and killings and everything and and the whole dope game but it was more relatable than and it's not to say that there was anything wrong with the west the east coast music but yeah. you know like the five percenters and everything i wasn't completely aware of that um the way they were doing supreme mathematics and 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 things of that nature even though they had spitters they had dope dope spitters and everything like that i just wasn't i just wasn't as tuned in at the time as i was with dog pound the chronic dr dre snoop um young young bleed 
And then you go down south and you got MJG and eight ball Scarface, yep. you know, uh, yep. Yep. UGK. So um, that, that, that was more of my lane. And then someone gave me Besides self-destruction, I forgot. Someone let me hear. Oh, no, Nas came out, and I had a chance to sit and listen to Nas, and then I had a chance to listen to Jay-Z. I said, oh, they got they got guys who can... Yeah, they got spitters, but not just spitters. Like They got guys that make me feel like I can figure out where they from. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there in Nas. I'm sitting in a room with Nas. Like, he telling me about life in Queensbridge. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't just now we're going from vulgar rap and gangster rap and hardcore rap to understanding what it's like to be in in Nas's Nas's uh shoes to be in, in Queensbridge and, and him telling the story of a gun and all these different things and and and, and then listening to Jay-Z and everything. So it's I, I started to get more and more and more from each one of those guys, but it ain't no fun that the homies can't have none. Like that was one of the first, you know, that was one of the first joints, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so thinking about that, thinking about rap, and I'm thinking about the carryover to movies, you know, like boys, mm-hmm. boys, um, boys in the hood. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, I was 12 looking at boys in the hood, man. I'm like, look at the stuff we were exposed to, like. Yeah, but it it was, but Boys in the Hood was a movie like based on like real shit that happens in reality, man. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. D Mac, think about it like this: How many motherfuckers we knew could have been Michael Jordan if they would have never got killed or or got locked up? Yeah, a lot, a lot, bro, a lot. But that's what I'm saying, though. And some of them wasn't even involved; they were just around at the wrong spot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, right? It was, we were looking at this stuff, but it was, it was mirroring what we were, what we were actually, what we were actually doing, but we were yeah. seeing it or, or we knew somebody that was doing it. Yeah. But looking at it is a different story, man. When you're in that, like I used to, I used to hang with my cousin and we went to the park one day and um, we were playing basketball, man. And th- these dudes just came by. It was a lot of people in the park. And these dudes just came by and they just started spraying the park. <laughs> The whole part, you know, and, and we, you know, we ducked and be crawled out of there, you know, and everything. And but even though I I was in that experience, the movie just seems like it was just so much worse. I don't know. I don't know if you if that's something you can agree with or anything, but um the movie just seems so much worse. I don't know. Just I don't know, maybe because you got a chance to sit down and watch it. And when yeah. it's, when it's happening in real time, your adrenaline your adrenaline goes through the roof or it gets to pumping, yeah. and you like yeah. yo let me get survival mode kicks in. So you like yo let me get right. out of here, let right. me get out of right. here. So on 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 the on the big screen in the movies, it looks more dramatic and and more crazy. But in real life, you're really trying to get to safety and make sure that you don't get hit. So and that's it, bro. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but but some of some of that stuff, you know, like the way they make gangsters look on on TV or on a big screen, you looking at me going, man. From what I understand about gangster shit, there's gonna be less talking when those type of situations happen. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, you get five minutes out of thirty seconds. <laughs> no, <laughs> five seconds. Like like how did yeah how, how did you get that? How did you get that? If 
Dakota says fuck me, and I say, and he says for like if we had that exchange back and forth, and he reaches for a gun, he's not gonna let me reach for my gun too. Like that does not happen in real life. Yes. Like if a gun comes out and you pretend to reach for your waistline, you're dead. That's right, man. That's, That's not right. how this shit happens. You know, like it's it's a it's a rarity in real life that a situation happens like that where a guy gets to reach for his gun and another guy reaches for his and now there's a a situation where they're both holding bangers at each other like it yeah. just doesn't go like that like if no, i got right. if i if i have mines out and you even think to reach for your waist while i all i have this pistol out the fact that i even pull mines out lets you know where this is yes well well and and the fact that you pulled your, yours out, you want to get the up on the brother. You, you're you not pulling yours out if you think that he's going to have a chance to get his up, you know? No. That's the whole point of you pulling yours out. No. The, you know, the, it makes no sense. And, and the, the golden rule is you never pull a gun out to show it to nobody. That's right. Like, we don't pull guns right. for show. Like, we're we not, we not shooting clouds over here, you know? That's so right. if it comes out, like, dirt, somebody's going to get some work will be put in. You know what I mean? So when you're watching TV and they're standing there, well, what's your problem? What was your problem with me? Well, no, motherfucker, no, fuck you, no, fuck you, motherfucker. That's why your why your sister's a crackhead. Like we ain't not doing all that shit. Man. If, if 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 the blickies come out, the the blickers is going off, man. Like the, it ain't gonna be all that. Like it's gonna be fireworks. That's you right. know, so it, it's it's a lot. It is a lot different. But when you see boys in the hood, like I think that was. That was re- very relatable because you you look at the situation with Ricky and you kind of remember, like, you go back to certain people that, you know, die from gang violence yeah. and you go, yo, that's just real, man. Like, I know somebody like that. That's right. Yep. yep. And then the, the, the thing that bothered me the most, of, I don't think it bothered me, but I looked at it a different from a different angle than most people looked at it. Right. When mm-hmm. when what's my man name? What was Cuban good as? Trey, when yeah, Trey, okay, so Trey's in the car and they're about to go put in that work, right? Yeah, yeah. They're about yeah. to go put that pain in, mm-hmm. and they're in the car riding, and he says, "Yo, let me out." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He told him, "Yo, let me out. Let me out the car." Don't let me out. Yeah. So they pull it. They like what? He's like, "Yo, let me out." And he's like, "No, man, shut the fuck up." Whatever they say to him, and Doughboy yeah. look back. The Doughboy like, "Yo, Doe." Let me out. And they right, let him out right, the car. Right. A lot of people call Trey a pussy. You know? No, no. No, no, no. But, but, but oh, pe- yeah. people believe that he's a pussy. When you when you see that, sen- that scene, some people wow. believe that Trey is a pussy for getting out the car. But wow. I didn't see it that way. I saw mm-hmm. it as a young man recognizing that this is not the type of lifestyle for him because he knows what comes with it. That's right. That's and right. not just he recognized it, but Doughboy recognized it because he said, yo, let him out. Let that's him right. out, man. Right. He said it. Doughboy even said it, yo, let him that's out. Right. And that's saying a lot. Because <laughs> Doughboy said that's saying a lot, right? Because <laughs> he's the main guy and he realized like, yo, my man's got a bigger purpose and a bigger calling than what's going on right now. That's and right, I man. understand that. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. There's some shit transpiring that most people don't know when they watch that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, pick up, yeah. and if they do pick up on it, they don't. They don't want to acknowledge what it really is. It's two <laughs> men. It's two men understanding the leader 
and his best friend or one of his best friends have an understanding like, yo, I'm meant for so much more than this, bro. You got to let me out. That's right. And you know what? We, we, we all hit that point, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to make that choice. If you're going to stay in that car, or you're going to get the hell out. And that's deep. And that is so deep, bro. All of us hit that point. Are you going to stay in that car? Go participate in this thing. Or you're going to be, hey, man, I, get me out of here. I can't, I can't do this. I can't and live one like them, this. One you know? of them in the car was already paralyzed, right? He was. Yes. 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 That's deep, man. That's deep. That's, that is deep, bro. But it's the it's the actualization of life, and it's yeah. the metaphor of art imitating life and all of that, right? Absolutely. Do you want to take that ride, or you want to get out? That's right, man. That's right, man. I can remember many times, you know, um, growing up. You know, like I say, all of us hit that point. All of us hit that point, you know, especially in high school, man. High school, you know, what high school is, man. It's it's so much, so much going on, man. You could get caught up anytime, you know, yep. anytime. Yes. In the hallway, after school, before school. Man, just we have so many of those decisions to make um through those four years, man. You know, and, and, and just to, just to know so many people didn't make it because they made the wrong decision. You know, they 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 stayed in the car, you know. They stayed in the car. They stayed in the car. And, and then not only did they stay in the car, but if you if you remember back to Trey, he had a father at home. His father did, gave bro. him his father gave him all the life lessons that he needed to have. He so did, yep. Any choice that he made in that car and going forward was a decision that he made off the path that his father had already showed to him. All That's right? right. So That's right. He was he knew he that he would have been altering the journey set before him. But no matter what happened, his homie, Doughboy, make sure that he backed his guy up. He did. Doughboy said, yo, let him out the fucking car. For sure. Wow. That movie's deep, man. It's a lot going on. And, And I'm only saying that. To the people that are listening to the podcast, I bring up that part of the movie because I had an argument, not an argument, a small conversation with somebody. We weren't arguing. If you know, if anybody knows me, I don't, I don't raise my voice very often. It has to be competitive. Dakota, you know, if it's basketball or something like it. If I if I get in it and you know, and you start talking shit to me, then I I go, I go up, especially like usually if <laughs> then if it's boxing, but um we were we were having a dialogue about it. And he said that Trey was a pussy for getting out the car. Huh. And I was like, my man, you've been shot seven times on two different occasions. Wouldn't you have rather get out the car than take that ride? He said, knowing wow. what I know, knowing what I know now, one of them times I should have got out the car. I was like, so how wow. is he a, a pussy in a movie? And you know what the realization is after that twice. Deep, man. That's deep. And he was like, man, why you got to say it like that? I was like, I'm not saying it like that. I'm taking the actual, that was that was a movie. But you mm-hmm. know what happened in real life. That's right. At some point, mm-hmm. you figured out that you couldn't take that ride no more, bro. 
That's right. Like there was nothing wrong with Trey ever getting out the car. And I say what made it even more defining was that his homie, Doughboy, told them, let him out the car. That's right. Because the homie knew, yo, this ain't him. Like this ain't for him. And it's okay for your homie. It's, you, Doughboy was, was the realest he was going to ever get at that point. That's right. Because everything right. after that was mayhem mayhem and chaos for him. He got killed, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. point, that was probably the realest he had ever been because he took up for his guy and said, yo, let him out. Let him That's out. Right. This, this ain't for him. That's right. Let him out. Pull over. We're going to let him out and let him go back home. This ain't for him. He can go back home to his girl and be fighting the air and swinging on nobody standing there. <laughs> you like, want to crush on all three niggas. <laughs> You see the police, man. I hate that police and boys in the hood. Bro, <laughs> the black police officer, man. I hate that dude, man. Yeah. Come on, man. But but we've Same all man. but we've all met that police officer, right? We've all for sure. Him. For sure, man. We've all for met sure. him. And, and that police officer probably grew up. He probably got bullied. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. He probably didn't make the, the basketball team or the football team and and, and shit like that. And he probably felt like this was his time to, to fuck with the young, the young black teens and make him feel, make himself feel good around the rest of the, the, the white police officers or whatever it was. You know how they do, man. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. You know how they do, man. Yep. That movie's deep, man. That movie's real deep. Yeah, that, it, it, that, that movie, that movie said a lot. That movie, huh? that movie said a lot, man. That movie said a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. Even at the in the in the classroom, um, when Trey got into it with the, with the young brother, and he was talking about um, he you know Trey was very articulate talking about Africa and ancestors and everything, and you know the other young brother didn't want to hear that. And he called him an African booty scratcher. You remember that? Yeah. He told me tonight, you know, I'll get my brother whoop your ass. He's like. Oh. I get get my, you know, this is what the back and forth of that, and just yeah. us, even 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 at a young age, like just not knowing what, not not knowing our history or not being taught our history, right? And we go to schools where, you know, it's a it's a white teacher that's not delving into your history as much as you or the things that your parents can kind of implant in you. Just just saying that that gap that we have. And, and this kind of goes to that, this, um, I was thinking about this, which ties into current events, the, U the, Ukraine, the Ukraine crisis, the war. I was thinking about how those people over there, it's their country and they're fighting for their lives, but they feel like they're connected to something and they're gonna fight to the death. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about the, us living in America, us black in America and saying that same thing happened. I just don't think it would be the same, man. What'd because with so many people, I, I don't think we would have that. I don't believe that America would have that same unity, bro. I really don't. I really don't. I, I want to, and I want to, I want to hear your piece on it because all these different groups here and all the, the the chasms that have been created historically with this country, I don't know if we could come together. You just said it right mm -hmm. there. You just said it right there. But, but when you say come together, what are you what are you saying? Come to come together for we gotta, what? We gotta fight together, dude. We gotta fight together. We can't go in our we can't get segregated, you know. We can't get in our segregated tents. We gotta come together. 
and we gotta do our thing. When you say, you talking about as 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 black folks or no no I'm talking about I'm talking about country not not black no black folks that's a whole different that's a whole different story because you know that's that... a whole different question. That's deep. I mean, yeah. it's a whole different thing. Yeah, because we I have tried a... to apply Ukraine to the U.S. and I came up with a whole bunch of different answers to that. It's yeah, really yeah. Um, you're gonna get people who are naturally gonna think that it's okay to fight for their country, uh, especially here. But I think, like you said, it's a the, the chasms. Yeah. S- so many different groups of people um, yeah. that have participated in, in building this country or making this country what it is currently, or who are just coming over now to be a part of the American dream or whatever it is. Um, you, you're going to get people who are, who, who disagree with fighting in wars like that or whatever, but you're going to get people who are going to go to war, bro. There's just yeah, no, yeah. You, sure. there's always going to be people who will say, yeah, I'll sign up. I agree. Ace. But you see how you see how it's getting in Ukraine right now. All right, so at the beginning when everything is pretty, I'm sure, yeah, people be, yeah. But when it gets ugly, when it gets really ugly and shit's blown up, and you go downtown and Sears Towers blowing up, missiles, you know, and and, and uh, water towers blown up, and and you know, soldier fields blown up, you know, and the museums blown up, you know. I think that, and I hate to say this. But this is the country we live in. People be, I think it would be become very segregated, very segregated, and I think people be putting us on the front front lines. Bro. I really do. I think people will go to their basic. We we live in a racist country. We cannot get past that. Even when you see Ukraine, the people that are going across the border, they're they're not letting. They weren't. I don't know what happened right now, but they weren't letting people of color go across the border. Like, that yeah, is Ukrainians correct. First. It's your country. Hold on. First off, it's your country. Now, if I'm coming there for school, how am I not allowed to go to my country? Right. Why do I have to stay and fight in your country? Yeah, so and then told them you had to stay and fight. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. I gotta stay and fight for your country, and I'm from like Zimbabwe. You know, I'm from Cameroon, China, or Cameroon, or Algeria. You know. This 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 is just a, a ugly kind of racial element, man. I don't know how we break that. I don't. Think, I, I you know, think I get what you're saying. You're saying that if a war started right here in in America, it would be a, it would be hard for people to come together. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know if Ukraine would happen here, bro. As far as people coming together, and I ain't fighting in no war, straight up. I hear you. And I, and I'm being dead honest. Um, I ain't fighting no war. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'll say this too. I think, and this is me. I think black people suffer from PTSD already, and I, I know I we do. I know I we have do, it. Bro. I'm paranoid. There, there are times when I'm more paranoid than ever. You know, the only time I feel that peace is when I'm at home. So I, there, I, I don't like being around people a lot. I force myself to be around people from time to time. Um, I'm not gonna go fully in it, but I, I want to hurt people a lot. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah. I don't think war is a good situation for people that look like me at all. You sure, know, for black people, Africans, or whatever. But I would think it would be hard to get people on a unified front 
also because just the way this the makeup of, of this country is like how, how do you how do you create a unified front when there's so much distraction there's so much discrimination so much bias um so much it's just all this nastiness in this country like how would you be able to unify everybody to to participate in in something like that when so many different sex cultures uh nationalities could easily say oh it's not my fight i'm going back home yep 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 right how how do you get so many people to unify when they can go yo i'm not fighting that shit i ain't got nothing to do with me i didn't come here for that yep that's my thing. We're we're foundationally built different than Ukraine. Yeah, that, that's a country like that's pride. That's pride yes. in country over there. Over yes. here, it's it's us against y'all. Yes, like we made our yes. money. Like y'all figure out what y'all gonna do. We don't we don't care. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. So I, I it's it's a wow. it's a it's a divided front. It's not a unified front over here. Like that's yeah. all the people of Ukraine saying. Like this is what we believe in. We separated from the USSR or whatever it was at one yep, point. Yep, USSR. So, you right. Yep. So so we could have our own thing. Here it's everybody has come here or they were brought here right. to create this country and make it great or build it up as what it's supposed to be. And and since that point, you have you've had the Asian people be treated wrong here. You've had black people, indigenous Africans be treated the yep. worst since they we, we've been here. You've had yep. all these different all these different groups of people who've been treated wrong. But yet we still live here because we dream of making it or whatever it is. But after that, how do you then tell people, OK, now you got to fight for this country? And then we're naturally going to say, I, at least I would think black people are going to go, yo, y'all motherfuckers ain't never showed us no love. We participate in every war that, that's ever been here. Absolutely. And after every Absolutely. war, y'all treated us like shit. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Am I wrong about that or? No, no, no I, I don't, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, that's why I think it's a very deep, comp- it's a, it's a deep thing to think about, man. Mm. You know, we, we're not Ukraine. And I'm gonna say that for sure. We're not Ukraine. We're not Ukraine. We're not China. We're not North Korea. We're, we're not Ukraine. Japan. We're not. That's we're right. not any of those countries that 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 could go to war with America and, and make some shit happen. Yeah. We're not any yeah. of those countries. Like all those countries have a unified front. They do. They do. Yeah. And, and that's weird, right? Because on one hand, that's a scary thing to know that we're so we're, there's so many divisions in this country that have been created. You know, they don't have to be. They've been created, right? These hierarchies, but there's so much power in that diversity too. And and that's the and I think that's the unspoken. That's the sadness of it all, because we have so many differences. That if that thing came together, that'd be a beautiful quilt, man. That'd be such a beautiful quilt. It it would, but you're talking about giving people the ability, allowing people the chance to win in America and make let everybody just be great. And that's, right. that's what would make the quilt, right? That's right. Absolutely. That's what would make the quilt. Letting everybody have the chance to win. All right, we need to repair what we did to black folks. But at every turn, you spit in our face. We're gonna send four, we're gonna send 40 billion dollars to Ukraine. We're just gonna print up money and send it to them. Mm-hmm. Right. But for the last four, five, six hundred years, we've been treating these people like shit. We've been taking advantage of their culture the ability to read, write, and create arithmetic, music, and everything else. We, we own it. 
mm-hmm. we, we we proudly flaunt it in a in a face and then we throw their own trauma back at them and we sell it to them yep right but we never allowed them a chance to heal or gave them the proper resources to heal financially uh mentally and this that and the third right yep. you got you got the native the native tribes that have been here that who've had certain chances and, and certain things that went wrong or whatever it is, but it's just all this, this chaos and, and, and this craziness and this subjugation, uh, discrimination, like I said before, like it's just all these things that come together to a culmination of everybody's had, certain people have had their face spit in and you told them it's rain and all this other stuff. So how would you have a unified front here? I, I don't see yeah, how it's it would happen. It's tough. Bro. Even it's in, tough. in also, if if other countries were watching and they saw what happened at the White House, I'm sure they would have been like, yo, y'all really don't guard the White House? Sure. Sure, man. Y'all really don't yes. guard that thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Crazy, man. We'll put that on our checklist. We'll put that on our checklist for next time. Absolutely. You know somebody's watching. Somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching, man. Um, and, and and for the nerve of anybody, American, Arabian, from Mozambique, uh, from the Philippines, uh, from Bora Bora, for the nerve of any fool to walk up to the White House and storm it and be okay, make it in there. And make it out of there alive for that to be considered okay because they didn't look like me or they yeah, didn't look yeah. like you. Yeah. For that to be considered okay says something is wrong. It says a lot. It says a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm quite sure there's someone around the world looking at that going, okay. Let me write that one down too. So it's okay for someone with the lighter skin tone to do it, but we can't be black, indigenous, a negus, such and such and such. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. What else? For sure. All for right. Sure. Y'all doing that? Mm, let me write this down. All right. Okay. Hey, go put this over there and file it away. Uh, and that plan that we working on, put that in, put that in there with that. For sure. You never For know, sure, man. You never For sure. know. For sure. For yeah. sure. This, um, you never know. Because yeah. when, you de- when you're dealing with maniacal, when you're dealing with maniacal, narcissistic people, they're doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with mm-hmm. psychopaths, they're, they're, they're doing shit like that. Wait for an opportunity. Man, you know? listen. And, and, and God forbid if it were to happen, because that ain't, that's not what I'm saying. That's not the type of message that we promote on this podcast. No, 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 but, no, you know, no, no, not at all. But we're just speaking on a thought that, you know, as far as a unified front, how could this country completely be a unified front when we've never, yeah. ever seen when we've never, ever seen that even with the to go all the way back to that, not all the way back, but to a couple of years ago. They were saying, "Make America great again." Yeah, Na- name it. Name when it was great. Yeah, name when it was great. I don't know a time when it was great for sure. 
because you took over a piece of land that wasn't even yours and built on top of graveyards. Like all this is built on graveyards. Yeah. Like you, you've yeah. combed over land where people were buried. Even the great Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable in, in, uh, that founded Illinois or Chicago or whatever it is. And, and, and showed you all how to build on the land because you all were going to build on on the sand. And he told you that was a, that was a failure. It would never work. Yeah. Right. So, so you, you, you got him out the way and you built on this land. Graveyards, stolen land, stolen property. So unify front or, or make America like when, when was it great? When was, when was it great? Oh, we know what, we, we know what those are, you know, yeah, we know those type of whistles are, man. You know, yeah, you got to be telling me that it had to be great when we were shackled up and we weren't speaking for yeah. ourselves. Yeah, but whatever to that. And go ahead, yeah, speak. Well, when I think about that, I think about even what if the, the same guy that was saying that was was in the office right now, and then this what Ukraine was going on because you know. The, the thing about Ukraine is that innocent kids and people, any innocent kids, women, children, man, I don't want to see anybody hurt, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm hoping those people, man, get out of there. I'm hoping that war stops. I'm hoping, you know, I don't want to see any innocent anybody get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Even though I have this dichotomy with, with the United States and the, and the way we are treated and, and, and the way we know if we were in that same situation, I think it'll be a little different. I think it'd be a lot different. I don't. I still want the, the, the fair treatment. I want to be. I want to be fair, treated fairly, and I want those people to be treated fairly. I want to be on the same plane. But I think about if 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 the if the last president was in there, I think it'd be even worse. I think it'd be even worse because because of the things that were happening with with you know how he was kissing Putin's ass pretty much, kissing Putin's ass, man, and. This guy's a, this guy's you, you have a you have a real disdain for <coughs> for the last guy. Well, you know, I've been paying attention very closely to the last guy, man. And I mean I don't think the current guy is any any better. I don't know. I think the current guy's a lot better. Now you tell me why. What? Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this back. Let's let's do this debate. <clears throat> He, what has he done? Like he disappeared mostly through this whole jizzab phase that we've been going through. Wait, with, with what? With jizzab the jizzab, the jizzab, the shizat. I don't want to say it, you know, because I don't want them to flag my flag my podcast. You know, I don't want them putting banners up. The jizzab, man, the shizat. You know, no, the needle to the yeah, arm. Yeah, he, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. He disappeared through the majority of that, man. Where he been? What do you mean disappeared? He disappeared. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing what he say. I'm not, I'm not uh, signing anything or we're not moving forward until the, uh, everybody in the country takes this uh, shizat, the jizat. Well, it's not every, it's not everybody, right? If you have, all right, first off, all right, first off, I agree with the shot. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. For anybody listening, I don't. <laughs> and this is why. Okay, when I, when it first when it first happened, I was very skeptical. You know, 
And I want to be the first one to stand in line and do it for sure. And I know a lot of people want to be the first line ones. But you know what? Numbers really don't lie, right? Numbers don't lie. Okay. If you got half of the globe, billions of people taking a shot, billions, I mean with a B, not an M or B. And those the numbers of deaths are very small. I mean, scientifically insignificant, lower than 0.01%. Um, I mean, that's pretty safe. That's pretty safe in any any compilation you want to put up, you know. Um, and the, as far as I saw, a lot of white people are, are more than that. So if there's a paranoia between like there's some kind of experiment for black folks or people of color, as far as I know, there's way more white people than any other body, any other person is taking this shot. So um, I don't know, man. I what I I what I do is <clears throat> if you have your own personal choice to not do that for whatever reason, it's on you. But I do feel like, I do feel like you can harm yourself or you can keep yourself out. You can keep yourself, you can have the potential to harm yourself, but don't harm me, please don't. You know, so if you don't want to take a shot, don't want to, don't, don't be around me. Like my choice to take a shot is I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be able to spread anything to you. You know, but if you're not taking a shot, there's potential you spreading something to me. So who's so in that in that simple logic to me, I'm not being the selfish one here. That's the way I feel about it. I feel like that with a heartbeat, man. So um I'm gonna let you go because I know you got some thoughts on that. <laughs> I don't have any thoughts. I think I think what you know that was your opinion. Um I just think that the the data when it first started came off kind of kind of wrong i think it was just more of a fear tactic to get people signed up for a shot that no one that just came up out of nowhere after two years you know they were putting up this big counter that said oh this many this many many deaths uh since since it's, it's broken out and it's like well if we're gonna look at that then five hundred thousand people die from the flu every year why aren't we talking about that but it's not it's, it's five times more people from covid than the flu five times more people and the, Actually, but, more than five times. More than five times. So, so five hundred thousand <laughs> people have died from the flu, right? No, 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 no. Okay. B- before, before, before we knew about this, right? But yeah. no one ever said we we need to do something about the flu. So then wait, this wait, comes wait. up. No, no, you you gotta look at these numbers. We gonna we're gonna have a okay. part two. We and your numbers gonna be way off. Yeah. Your numbers they, gonna be way off. I guarantee they, you. They might be. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So, so look, look, this thing, when COVID first came out, it was, I can't remember, five to 10 times more uh, deadly than the flu. Five to 10 times more deadly. Mm-hmm. And people look at that and like, and say, oh, but it's like the flu. And everybody kept saying it's like the flu. It's not like the flu, man. It's five to 10 times more deadly than the flu. What are you talking about? It's like the flu. It's not like the flu, right? And then there was this thing about the numbers. Listen, we do, we use science for everything. We use science for your ketchup, for your mustard, for everything that we do. It's all biologically made. It's through science. So we can't if we can't use science for something as serious as a, a pandemic, when can we use science? You know, that's my argument. When can we when do we if we use science for everything, everything else is, is, is scientifically proven. It's scientifically tested before it comes to the market. That's the way things happen. So what's the difference now? You know, 
that's my thing. I don't, I don't get it, man. And plus this pandemic has been hurting more people of color than anybody else. There are more black and brown people that have been hurt from this pandemic than anybody else. There are more black and brown people that have died from COVID than anybody else. I wonder if that's because of the conditions of the black people, you know, them in their uh, pre-existing conditions and and heart disease, uh, diabetes and everything else. The the lack of uh, the lack of nutrition, staying in food deserts, not being able to get the proper health care and everything like that. I think that has something to do. I think that has something to do with it as well. For anybody that's least for anybody that's listening. I didn't get COVID through this whole time. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate that I've been able to take care of myself, take my vitamins, exercise here and there, um, stay out the way of people and, and do my regular routine, majority of my regular routine as I see fit. But that comes with me understanding what eating healthy is and understanding my body. I disagree with taking that because it, the, the science wasn't really wasn't really making any sense and all of a sudden it's just going away like everything is just sort of just slowly slipping away and, and people are calling me like a conspiracy theory. it ain't nothing about no conspiracy it's the fact that you can you can fool people into doing things out of fear and we've seen this before this is the same it's not the same but this, there was a situation before and there was a now virus now it was it the now virus before that there was a, a, a novel uh, uh, that what 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 was it? There was a, a H1N1. Like we got to run for the hills for that. People had to go take shots for all this all this stuff. And nobody and nobody took shot for H1N1, bro. No 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 no. They had no. There there was a shot for that. Stop it. There was a stop. There was a shot. Ooh, for but- that. There was a shot for that, man. Listen, man. People die from the from heart disease every year. Like six hundred thousand people die from heart disease. Why aren't we doing something about heart disease? Huh? People are working. There are there are medications for heart disease that you take for heart disease. There there are treatments you do for heart. You do you do treatments for heart disease, bro. Six hundred thousand people die a year, and and cancer Mm -hmm. still running. Cancer still running rampant. It's like eighty different types of cancers, man. So you don't believe in a scientific method? Is what you're telling me? It's not saying because you have to find an answer, bro. I am a lover. I'm a lover of science. I'm a lover for science, and you need to stop that because you know I'm very big on science. Don't let this man play with y'all. See, this is why we can't have these conversations because you get to acting like that, man. Anybody, everybody, I'm no, sorry. listen. I'm the no, guy. No, no, no. I'm the guy to get on the podcast and will tell you all right now that if, if the sun blew up right now, scientifically, everyone on this earth has eight minutes to live your best life. Because after eight minutes, we're done. We're cooked. We're cooked. Like you don't, you don't, you, there's no sun, there's no pollination from bees to get, to get pollen from one spot to the other. Like we're done. So I love science. It's not that I don't love science. It's just that I don't believe a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing because it sounds like bullshit to me. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. So you said that you didn't get COVID because, and one of those things you mentioned was you stayed away from people. What about people that don't stay away from people? They have to catch the bus with people. I had to catch the bus. I had to catch the bus. I had to go into the office. I had to do all of that. But I took so care what were you of myself. Do- so what were you doing? You, you, you weren't masked. You weren't masked, right? Not all day when I'm in my office. No, when I leave outside no, of my no, no. office. On I the bus. The on the bus. On the bus. I have my mask on. Okay, so you believe something's out there. Just So you, you kind of believe it's out there. But... If you didn't have on the mask, these people would tell you, oh, you got to get off the bus. What are you talking about? So if you so if you didn't have to 
So if you didn't have to wear a mask, I wouldn't wear one. And you would have got COVID. <laughs> you would have got COVID. Are sure. you sure? Because I had to still I'm go into absolutely office. sure. I had to still go into an office. Yeah, but no, who's in the office? Who's who's in the office right next to you? Majority of them got sick, Dakota. I didn't get sick. Yeah, but who's next to you? I'm in my mm-hmm. office, man. This is my podcast now. <laughs> I'm in my office. <laughs> Make it your hey on the podcast then. Come on. Throw your money in there, baby. I, I, love, I love you, man. I throw, love you. Throw, throw your money in there, baby. Let's 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 get it going, man. No, but you know what? Look, I'm glad you didn't get sick, bro. No, I ain't no. I'm glad you did, man. No. And you know, um, I'm all for, you know, every any I'm I'm for your I'm for choice. You know, if you Obviously, you, you don't feel like it's good for you, and you've been doing well without it. I'm all for that, um, you know. Um, but I, you know, I decided to get get it, um, get the shot, and get boosted and everything. Another Look, thing he was, got the boost. You're gonna get the booster. You're gonna get the boosters boost. Yeah, you're gonna get the and I'm boosters get boosted, boosted. And I'm still here, baby. I'm still here. Still here. But you know, um, when my man's grow a third arm, y'all gonna know. Why. <laughs> And I'm gonna be on your podcast saying what's up. I'm like, look, I'm like, see, I told y'all. I'm like, told y'all. Told no, y'all. but I understand, you know, I, I understand the, the the difference of view, and I, I I respect that um for sure. Um but yeah, that's just my point of view. I think I, I'll say this too. Uh from having my time in school and college, there are certain things that they tell you about um. Uh, uh, psychological testing that they do, right? Sure. Certain certain colors trigger certain uh, sensors in the brain, and mm-hmm. people know how to manipulate um, those receptors in the brain and make them go off to make you feel like you should fear something or to make you hungry. Yeah. Right? Red yeah. is a red can be a sign of danger, or if if it's done correctly. It can it can manipulate the, the 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 receptors in your brain to think that it's time for you to eat. So sure. these are all things that I was looking at um, as this was 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 taking place and tra- uh, transpiring. But that's 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 me, you know. I, I yeah. don't knock I don't knock nobody for taking it. Yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. For me, I was just like, that's not something I'm just gonna I'm just gonna deal with. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, um, and, and but I, I will say this: Had I gotten sick during the height of the, this period, um, and, and needed to take take it, <clears throat> I would have taken it. I would have taken it for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I I got COVID um, in January, and I got it from my daughter from her school from daycare. And that's another thing: when you have kids, man. You you just think about you, you know there is a fear factor when you have kids because you're not thinking about yourself, you know. You're not thinking about yourself, thinking about your kids. So I'm like, if my kid were to get sick, and I mean, I know there's only like a handful of maybe 100 kids that die, but shit, that's somebody's baby. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody's baby. So it could have been my baby. So, you know, that was my thing with them actually getting my kids vaccinated. But my daughter, she's three, she couldn't get it. So she she couldn't get vaccinated. She ended up giving us COVID. And um, I was vaccine boosted. But it kicked my ass, man. Mm. It kicked my ass, bro. You know, I'm in the gym five times a week. I'm running, you know, 20, 20 miles a week, 20, 30 miles a week, man. And it kicked my butt, dude. So mm. I was thinking, like, damn, if I didn't get vaxxed, like, 
you know, and, and maybe I would have been fine. I don't know. But you just think like I got vaccinated and it hit me this hard. What if I didn't? Would I be one of those cases that it had gone on ventilator, you know? So it just kind of played with you a little bit. Not that it would have happened or not, Matt, you know, but just. So I'm not saying that. You. I'm not saying anything, but I know that the quarter makes a lot of money, y'all. So he he's like, he's domesticated now, you know, he's taking booster shots and. <laughs> Getting vaccinated, moving to San Diego, you know, trying to buy big houses, you know, with eight rooms and six baths and all that. Student loans, man. Student loans taking that money away, bro, for sure. The quarterback got, he done got domesticated on me, man. You know, he out here (laughs) rubbing elbows with all these people, man. Oh, no. I'm proud of my guy. I'm proud of my guy. He done made it. He done made it. Now he feel like he got to get vaccinations and all type of shit. <laughs> yeah, you keep poking. Yeah, look at the look at them numbers. And get back to me, bro. Yeah, that's, that's look cool. at the numbers. And get back to me. We we gonna we gonna have to. We gonna have to look, look at the, the numbers. numbers. We gonna have to look at the numbers. Look at the numbers but man. I, I I think it was. I think at one point the flu uh, was five hundred thousand nation or uh, not nation uh, worldwide. <laughs> It was five hundred thousand. That ain't none. Okay. Yeah, but it took COVID what a year or two to get to get that. And, and I'm not saying no, no, nationwide. I mean worldwide. Not not worldwide. No, I'm sorry, but it took it took them some time to get to the number. What I'm saying is, if that is a new thing that we're worried about, why did no one ever get worried about the flu? Being as, they, as as crazy as it they, was, but they did. We get flu shots every year, bro. But why didn't they push flu the flu shots, shots as hard then? Why wasn't they push, pulling that, pushing that shit as, as as hard? Oh, you can't go to school. You can't go to work. Can't nobody go nowhere. They don't you doing can't, that, bro. You can't mm-hmm. even listen. You get mm-hmm. as a kid, you get you. They're mandates all the time, bro. You you can't get tetanus shot, measles, mumps, rubella, flu. I remember you doing that. that I, do, I remember doing that. And for the people that are listening, I remember taking those shots, and I got so sick that they had that i had to stop taking those shots because they were fucking killing me i remember that so we stopped oh, taking those shots oh well you probably are one just had just had an adverse effect to it i mean because for me it was just fine i mean you know i just that's was a little he, sore, little that's, sore arm yeah and, that's because the quarter and the rest of them was teenage mutant ninja turtles i wasn't man. <laughs> i'm from i'm from i'm from that group of people man you know what i mean i'm special you know what i mean but you know what look look man if that was happening to you bro what that brings up a good point though if that was happening to you while you're taking all those shots i can see why you want to take i I can see why you feel the way you feel i mean that would make sense to me yeah they damn near killed me taking all that that shit you know yeah yeah yeah. so i'm my mother my mother was like that. She was like, she was like, that's it. Like, we're not, we're not doing that no more. She was like, there's no reason for you to keep coming back home. And they're talking about this is supposed to stop you from getting sick and you getting sicker than you were. And the moment I stopped taking them for, for like a couple years straight, I never got sick. I could go to school just fine. Mind you, she, huh. was, she was throwing Dr. Tishner's down our throat and everything else in the book. But, <laughs> you know, had us going to school drunk and high at the same time. But <laughs> um, that makes sense though. That makes a bunch of sense to no, me. No, we were, we were we were good, man. Mm-hmm. Like like my my her her and my grandmother made sure that we were good when we would go to school. But we didn't we didn't have to take those shots after that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me, man. Uh, yeah, but I'd be if I went to those experiences, I wouldn't 
I, I wouldn't do it either. Man, I damn it. Man, that shit damn near killed me. Man, I lost weight. You know what I mean? I could barely talk yeah. one time. And, you know, some of those shots have the ability to make, the, I guess, I'm not sure, but what they say is some of those shots have the ability to make kids or newborns autistic and shit like that. So I'm not sure if that's a exact, if that's an exact yeah. science or anything like that, but I'm fine, man. Like, I, 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 I don't, I, I rarely get sick. And when I do get sick, it really, it really fucks me up. Yeah, yeah. Understood, brother. But I don't, I don't need no, I don't need no shot to do that for me. I don't need no shot to do that for me. I hear that, man. Straight up. I've been good this whole time. Man, listen here, man. Decorder done got domesticated. His immune system done got weak on him. You know what I'm saying? He done left Chicago. He ain't in these trenches no more. He ain't involved in the shootouts and everything no more. The gunpowder ain't in his lungs no more, man. He can't take it, man. He done went soft on me, man. Something happened. Yes, my bad, man. My bad. Yeah, that, mm. yeah. My man that's went deep. soft on me, Jack. <laughs> that's deep, man. Hey, but but what you think about what you think about this uh young NBA season that we're going through right now, man? What specifically? I mean, this, I think it's lovely. The, the totality lovely. of it all, like the 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 nicks and nacks of everything that's happening between, you know. We got we got Kyrie Irving, who's a dog, but he can't play because he feels like me. Like I'm not going out there because of this whole y'all ain't gonna oh, domesticate yeah. me, you know. So yeah, I think um all right, so I got I got a strong feeling about Kyrie, and I think I was hearing them trying to compare Kyrie to Ali, and that's bullshit. Mm -mm, no, no. that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a spit in the face um, of Ali. Is a spin the face of Ali. So I was saying a lot of that, and I'm like, that's bullshit. You don't, don't compare him to Ali ever. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, yeah, you, you know, you play with the man's ball, you have to play by his rules, man. As simple as that. I mean, yep. I think when I when I was in, in the hospital, I had to get a, a I said I had to get a flu shot every every year, mm -hmm. or I couldn't work, or they would they would fire me, or I couldn't work until I did it. He got to do the same thing, man. He he playing with the man's ball. He got to play. He got to play by his rules, you know. Now, I respect Kyrie's stance. He's saying, "Hey, I'll take the hit. I make enough money for my off when I don't work in the city, then I take the hit." Um, but yeah, so so that's I mean that's kind of working itself out. Now, if they lose in the playoffs, it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. That um, he wasn't willing to take a shot. Now, if it was some kind of medical reason or something, I mean, I. I Absolutely understand that, but it seems like it's more ego to me, and and I and I just that's just me, and I just I don't know. That's between him and his and his and his um, teammates. Uh, we're gonna stay in the NBA, but we're gonna jump around. So, what do you think about this Lakers situation? Because for 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 so many years, we love Russell Westbrook and everything that he did. Right, the the triple doubles, yeah. we loved him for that. The hustle that he had, the the passion that he played with. But then he gets on the biggest stage with the Lakers in the history and the dynamic that goes with that. And man, he just he just looks so vulnerable and he just looks bad out there, man. Do you think it's because he's all he just playing with the wrong group of guys? I think it's a bad fit. And I think LeBron got what he asked for, man. I think LeBron got what he asked for. I mean, you you get a albeit, you know, LeBron's one of the you know, he's not the goat to me. I'm just gonna put it out there right now. But 
LeBron, LeBron is a go, bro. LeBron, LeBron is a bro. Not, not to me, not to me. So we see, obviously, we disagree on that. But look, he won. A, he won the greatest all time for sure. You know, I, I'll give him that. But you know, when you have a, a a player trying to put a team together, he no GM. He no GM for sure. He no Phil Jackson or Doug Collins. You know, and you you have him trying to make those type of moves. I think that's what you get, man. And I think if you see Russell, bro. Russell has always been that kind of dog where he's just taking over, you know, and, and you get to the Lakers and it's like, how do you, how does he fit there? He can't shoot. LeBron can take the ball and he can facilitate all day. Russell's a, 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 a triple double guy. So he's used to holding the rock. I just never saw that. I, I knew that was going to be a disaster. I knew it was going to be a disaster, bro. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, MJ is a GOAT. Um, I want to just make sure I clarify that because I don't want nobody saying MJ is a GOAT. He did more in less time than this guy did uh, currently. So, uh, yeah, but I think I think it was a bad decision throughout the course of his career. LeBron has never had a a real head coach, has like a Hall of Fame coach. Not a Hall of Fame, but good coaches, right? No, I think like, Spolstra's a good coach. I think Spolstra's solid. I mean, he's not a Hall of Fame. You know, he's not right now. He's not a Hall of Famer, but I think I think Spolstra's solid. I think uh, Lou Lou is not a Hall. Of, he's had no Hall of Fame coaches, but no, he's no no legendary coaches. Nobody that can tell LeBron like this no, is the way we're running the team, and this no, is the way we're going to do. It. He's never had that. But I don't think he would have talked over Spolstra though. I don't think so. I mean, and plus he came into that system. I mean, he came into Wade, you know, they they built that, but Wade was a man there. So yeah. he came into that program. So you wouldn't expect them to talk over Wade in that position, you know? No, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's never had that. Like, he's never been a part of an organization that was already built and set up with the coach, and he had to come in and apply his skill set to what they were already doing besides the heat. But the Heat didn't have a legendary coach. Like, they didn't have that. They had Spoelstra. They had Pat Riley and everything, which was still legendary in itself. But he didn't have – he's never played for that type of coach. So because he didn't, he's able to say, suggest, and coax what he wants into the environment and and make pieces move the way that he wants them to move. And and besides that, you you know, like, when you add Russell Westbrook, what did you think you were going to get, like, how did you think that dynamic was gonna was actually gonna play out? I don't know, man. I, I remember him saying, I don't remember what year that was, but he was like, I think he was talking about Golden State when they beat him, like they built a super team. And he wasn't mad at him. He's like, Yeah, if I get a chance to build a super team, I'm gonna do it too, you yeah. know. And I think he was going for that. Um, you know, man, look at look at there's no doubt Westbrook's a, a through the roof player. You know, but he he's never been on that type of team where he had to think like that, you know, where he had to get the feel of everybody else. And he's with these superstars. Except when he was KD for that short period, you know, but they didn't do much when, when they were together. They, they, didn't they get to the finals once? No, no, they got to the – yeah, I think they got to the finals yeah. once. Conference and then finals or something? They got to the – I, right? I think they got to the finals once. And the conference finals And then once, a cons- right? the conference finals once, and they blew the 3-1 yeah. lead to Golden State. Um, yeah, so he, he ain't yeah. been on that type of team, man. So yeah. I just think the personality wise, it just didn't fit for them. I think I think um, LeBron might be one of those. I think LeBron might be one of those guys that he's so good or so great 
that he actually gets in his own way when it comes to like building teams. Could be because he's looking for that hit, man. He's looking for that 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 ring, you know. And um, you know, LeBron, you know, he's thirty, what, thirty seven? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. He's thinking he's on the other side of the hill, man. He's looking like he's trying to get that ring, and you know, Russ is out there for the taking. He said, "I tried," you know, and it yeah. worked. And, and and I wish it would have been a better situation with uh, AD. I think AD. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it is, man. So, what do you think it is? I think the. I think the brother don't work out. I think it's soft, man. I mean, he plays. He plays tough, but I think. You think he plays tough? Know, you're right. He can't. He he not he not woken up. I don't know. I don't know either. He doesn't. I, mean, it, I don't. I don't see it. Like I don't. I don't see a guy. That I don't see like it either. Gonna, yeah, I don't look. I don't see a guy that's, that's in the weight room. He ain't gonna bang. You know, he he can't bang with those big guys, man. I'm not even asking him to bang with the big guys, but at least at the fourth spot, be able to hold that spot down. Like, yeah, at 6'10", 240 pounds, like, you're that guy. But outside of skill, are you in the type of shape that it takes to to go against a Giannis? And and if you have to bang, if you have to bang with guys, can you go down there and paint and do it? And from what what we've seen, man, I I don't see it. I don't think they should put him in that position, though. Honestly, bro, I, I wouldn't. Look, if, if I had AD, I would never let him. I would never let him play center. I mean, you get one of those old school centers, like I mean, Howard. Howard can bang. I mean, you don't need him. But that's what I'm score, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Even if you put Howard at the five and AD at the four, AD doesn't look like the type of guy. As far as physical appearance, to me, he don't yeah, look like yeah, the type yeah. of guy that works out. That's in the gym yeah, yeah, working yeah. out all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been hurt every I season. I would agree with that. He's been hurt every season. Like I, I don't. When I look at him, I go, "Yo, I don't. I don't think he's in a gym like that, man." Yeah, and it's the injuries, man. I don't. You know, I don't know, but I don't know if it's the type of injury though, right? It could be the type of injury that just it just lags on, man. You know what I mean? Like some of those injuries, like an ankle or a knee or. I don't know what he's dealing with, but it seems like it's the same area like every year. So, but he, I mean, AD has skills, no doubt about it. His skills is through the roof. You know through what I mean? Through the roof. I'm not denying it's that. It's no, I know, just I know something wrong with the health. Something is yeah. off, whether it's the working now or it's what he's eating. Because there's Damn. no way you come to the Lakers, you look at LeBron and you and someone's telling you, yo, he spends $2 million a year on his body to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't go over there and say, hey, help me out. How can I at least get two thirds of what you're doing? Yeah. I know you got more money than me, then, but what what can I do to get two thirds of the way like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like how 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 is that? Like, is it the eating? Is it the working out? Or is he just brittle? I think he's just brittle. Because the nickname for him, the nickname for him is Mr. Glass. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> he lived up to his name, man. Living up and, to his and, name. And you, and you don't, that's not what you want, though. Like, no, you, you don't. You don't. You want people to have a different name, a different name yeah. for you in a league. Not not that. But yeah, um, yeah. I would like to see, I would like to see a healthier Lakers team. It would have been so much better if they would have got like what's his, what's his name? Uh Buddy Hill. Had they got oh. Buddy Hield, I think that would have been a nice piece because they would have had a lethal shooter on the court, and they don't have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's what they need for sure. That's Big what they time. need for sure. 
I don't know why LeBron didn't see that one. I mean, because Le- LeBron could facilitate. He's finding everybody. He's he knows he's he finds the whole court. So why you wouldn't put a shooter on that team? I I don't I don't understand the thinking behind it at all. He should have went. He should have went straight for shooters. You're talking about being able to take a break and not having to do as much. You're already the creator and playmaker on a team. Yeah, I would have yeah. kept. I would have kept Rondo. That way, Rondo yeah. can facilitate when I'm out of the game. He can yeah. find the shooters on the court, and, and and you'd have been all right. But it, I don't know, man. I just think that was a bad decision on his part. I, agree, I just think bro. that was a bad you know decision. Uh, hey, bro, you, it's your show. It's your podcast. You gotta go. I don't really care about the Lakers, man. No, no, we about to move on. We about to move on. I I just wanted to say that last part. You know, this is my podcast, but we about to, you know, we just gonna move on. The next part I wanted to talk about was this young man, Ja Morant, bro. Wow, that boy's special, man. He's special. That boy's special. Listen, I didn't believe it, man. I didn't believe it last. uh, I don't know if it's year year before they were talking about Ja. This dude, John Moran, and I'm like, oh, man, who, you know, who's, who's that, man? This uh, dude is, cr- he's unbelievable, man. No, nah, I, I knew when he, I knew when he got, I knew when he got to the league, I was like, yep, just get, I said, give him two years. Wow. Give him two years. Because you got to remember, him and D-Wade have similar bodies, right? They slash yeah. to the cup. They're in between. They can be like in between. They can play the, the, yeah. the one and the mm-hmm. two. You got to give mm-hmm. guys like that two to three years because they got to figure out, you know, how to play the game yeah. with, the, with their skill set. Same way with Russell Westbrook. You got to give them a little bit of time to find out where, where it is that they fit in. And Yeah. He's incredible, bro. Yeah. He's incredible. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, when, when, when you look at him, you go, that's one of one. That's true. That's one on one. You know, it's it's almost like he got he he watched D Wade and he watched Russell Westbrook and he went and watched AI and he went and watched Stefan Marbury and he was like, all right, I'm gonna take yeah. little yeah. bits and pieces from all y'all mm-hmm. and and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna incorporate it into my game and I'm gonna take a little bit of Steph Curry and I'm gonna put it into my game and I'm gonna mold myself and I'm gonna come out like this. He's crazy good, man. He's crazy good. Wow. He's crazy good. What you think about the Bulls, though? Because we got to talk about the home team. We got to we, we talk about the home. I, I think I, the Bulls. Go, go ahead, ahead, bro. Go, go, go. I think the – I don't like the big. I don't like the big on the Bulls. I don't like Vucevic. I think they he, – he too soft. And I think that's going to hurt him in the playoffs. I mean – I'm not going to call him soft. I think he's a finesse player. Uh, and because he is a finesse player, we need to get him going early and often. That way he gets them acclimated on the offense and he'll play defense and he'll rebound a lot more. Like you, if you, if you watch him, maybe it's just me when I watch him and he's not, he's not getting his offense going early on in the games. He seems to not be engaged. He, he doesn't engage later on when he needs defensive pressure and you need rebounding. Like he's, he doesn't seem to get into the games uh, if his offense is influenced. So that's the type of guy, like, I would I let him get his offense going early through, uh-huh. through through DeRozan or through Kobe White. You know, they run a pick and roll, the PNR, pick and pop, let him get his game going uh-huh. early and often and, and, and let him find his, his, his niche or niche while he's in the games. That way we'll have him later on. But yeah. he, he's not – 
the most skilled, I would say, the skilled big man that I would like to see um, on the yeah. court with the Bulls. But uh, we are guard heavy. We seem to be guard heavy as well, or the Bulls seem to be guard heavy. So um, yeah. there's a there's a lot that needs to happen there as well. Yeah, I, I, you may be right. I, I haven't seen a lot of games. Of the Bulls, maybe seen four or five games with the Bulls the whole season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, all the ones I seen, they got blew out. I'm like, man, I'm talking about the Bulls and. <laughs> he said, "Blew up." Can do my by twenty, bro. Go to state and yeah. just getting blew away, you know. Yeah, um, and, and against all the best teams, I think we're zero and sixteen at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I think we fall. We like are, are we a game below Boston right now? A game and a half, something like that. So we're falling to the fifth seed. We yeah, we, Boston. Yeah, we would go to Boston right right now. I, so, so I said. And this is not to throw a jinx or curse or anything at them, but I said I, I don't think we're going to get out the first round, especially if the playoffs were just starting. We go against Boston, and they're starting to, they're starting to find round it out Some together. Room. Yeah, Jalen uh, Jalen is coming back. Uh, he's starting to get healthy, um, yeah. and, and he's starting to find find his shooting touch and everything like that. I think I, beating Boston would be a very hard hard job. Yeah. Man. It ain't gonna happen. Okay. The, the biggest they got, I mean, they got Robert Horford, Griffin, uh, Griffin, uh, yeah. Williams. Yeah. Williams is a beast on the defensive end, and then they brought uh the guy back. I can't remember. I can't remember. Theo. I, I can't remember his name. Tice or Tice or whatever it is. Yeah, Tice. They got a lot of bigs that can shoot the three, play defense, and they will lock you. Up. I mean, they playing lockdown defense right now. So. Yeah, they, they're going to be, be tough. tough over there. They're going to be tough over there, man. Yeah. Definitely. But the, the league's exciting. The league in general. It is. It is. It's, it's damn, near, damn near every team. Every. Damn near every team got something going on, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to the playoffs. I can't wait to the playoffs. You, do you think they should keep this play in uh, forever, or you think that they should just get rid of it after, after three, four, or five years? I like it. I don't like that shit, man. You don't like it, man. No, nah, bro. Like you talking about you talk because you're talking about eight teams that are fighting to get to the playoffs. And you mean to tell me I get the eight spot and now I got to get into a play-in with number nine man. and ten? Man, get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. I like that, man. Because uh, it's like if you it's like if you hungry. I mean, it mean, you know, if you hungry, if, t- if gives- you hungry, you should have got the eight spot, damn punk. That's what you should have done. Straight up, you got got me out here. I'm the seven seven seated team, and I got to I play at number ten. Hell no. But think about the one though, right? Because it kind of puts pressure on the one. If you know who's at the eight, you know who you got to prepare prepare for. But if you know it's four teams, you know just because it's a bad team on the on the record wise, they may match up with you pretty good. So that last four, you you never know who you're gonna play as a one seed, and I think that's intriguing. No, it's not because as a one C, as a one C, you like, yeah, all y'all gonna be tired by the time y'all get to us. <laughs> it's only one game, bro. It's no. only one game. It's one and two. I like it, man. No. I like to not know who's gonna play in that seven eight spot. When they make their money back because of the whole COVID, get rid of <laughs> that shit. They gotta get rid of it. Get get rid of that shit, man. Get rid of that damn play in, man. For real, y'all tripping. Yeah, tripping. Well, they not, keep balling, bro. Man, keep balling. I think, and I think they should. I think they should get rid of about twelve of those games to get it down to a seventy game season. Because these guys oh, need 70. rest. Yeah, I think it should be seventy between sixty five and seventy games. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think it, I don't think it needs to be 82. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a lot of but they ain't really get they don't do that. Come on, you, you know, could those guys, man. But but you're talking oh, about spreading man. the season now. You're talking about giving them more time to rest so you don't have to worry about this low management and letting them be able to, you know, uh play out, play out the rest of the season. I agree with you. I just think they won't I don't think they give a fuck about the players. They just about their pockets. And their pocket, they're gonna make Honestly. money. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna make money. Yeah, yeah. Let's get talk, man. Yeah, man. I think I think it, I, well, Chris Paul, because he's not playing for for the Suns right now. Ooh. Do you think when he comes back, they you know they they come out to eat the West, or do you think of Golden State? Suns are rolling. I don't. I don't think. So, so last year for the Suns was a christening, man. It was like those young guns, they know what they were about. They got a feel of it. And I think it's going to be hard to put that torch out for the Suns. Even though I think the West is stacked, absolutely stacked. Um, I think in the seven-game series, I don't think anybody's going to beat the Suns. Mm. I really don't. Even with a healthy Golden State, you don't think they can do it? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I think with um, this the center play for the center play for the Suns, uh, McGee's turned into a solid second second. Then they got Biombo. I mean, their second third strings are pretty good centers, man. Yeah. So I think they'll be able to bang um, whoever Golden State put out there. And, and I don't think Green's going to be that big of a when it comes. I mean, playoffs what a week or two away. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. Okay. So what about the East? Who you think is coming out of the East? East is a toss-up, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think um, – I don't know, bro. I mean, like, all those teams are stout. Milwaukee, like I say, Boston starting to roll. Um, you know, you got Miami and you got – Philly. 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 We didn't even talk about Philly. I mean, Philly got to – Philly have to find themselves very quickly because that game against um, the Nets, that was huge for motivation. Of not, oh, we even talked about the Nets yet. No, we haven't. But, but that game, that 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 Nets versus Sixers game, let me know something. That let me know something. Huge. It was huge. Look at Harden. Harden. Harden wouldn't hit under a rock, bro. Yeah, he wouldn't hit under a rock. He, he believe that. That showed me something about him. That showed a lot. That showed, that showed me something about him. It, not Did just him. I'm not gonna get into it, but that showed me a whole lot yes. about about oh, yes. Because you know how we oh, yes. used to be playing basketball back in the day, yo. If oh your, yes. If yes. your if your homie came out and locked you up <laughs> on a basketball court, that told that told a lot about you. That's right. Yo, hey, where right. the court at? Put the court on mat. Let's see what he, let's see him talk that shit now. You know what That's I mean? That's right. So that yeah, told yep. me that told me a lot. Um but not it just did. James Harden. Joel and B stopped playing ball. Like everybody started taking yeah. perimeter shots. It's like, what are y'all doing on the perimeter? Dump the ball down into the post. Yeah, yeah. Even though they play in the zone, dump the ball down into the post and y'all the shooters move. Everybody take a step from left to right. Try to lose your man and move the ball around. You want to beat the zone. That's all you want to do. Beat the zone. Yeah. They gave away too many people, man. They, they shouldn't have gave away Seth. 
They should have gave away Seth Curry for sure. But they, they have they have enough on that squad to at least play. Yeah, I think they. I think the Nets came out to prove a point, and I think. Yeah, they did. Man, they caught the, they caught Philly flat footed, bro. I mean, it was it was over before it started. Pretty yeah, they much, they came out. They came out and hit them in the mouth right away. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happened because MB was frustrated. I mean, then him and KD that that little mind game started, and I, they were out of it. KD, yeah. they took they took their manhood too early, you know. And and, and even though some, a lot of them are friends. KD was letting know, yo, you you my guy, but I came out here to I came out here to hold this down, bro. Like you I, know how it is. You get out there, it's business, man. You know, we could we could we could be high five after after that, but on the court, man, ain't, ain't nobody's on the court, bro. The quarter, you my guy, but when 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 you hear when I start right. talking shit to you, you you know what time it is, right? That's like, right. You know right. where this is going, right? That's right. That's what it's gotta be. That's where it gotta be, man. So yeah, you're gonna be, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun, my, bro. Yeah, you're gonna be my brother, and I'm gonna love you after it's all over. But while we on this court, don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't shake my hand, don't, no nothing. I don't want to hear none of That's that. That's right. None of that. That's this right. is war. This it's is war, war, bro. Yeah. It's war. And, and, and yep. we 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 gotta see because we don't know where Philly is gonna be. We don't know how they're gonna come out and and, and finish the season. And I I hope I hope Doc Rivers puts it together because it's gonna look bad on him too to me. It's gonna look bad. On it him. is gonna look like, bad. It like, is like, like you got two solid, two solid players, and that Nets game, Actually, that yeah. Nets game was was the semi test for you guys to figure out can you get it together, can you put it together, and y'all didn't. Like everybody was taking perimeter shots, and you should just dump the ball down to the paint and operate from there. And that could be something where Joel just needs to learn that part, right? How to take the ball yeah, in the post yeah, yeah, and learn yeah. how to how to pass off from a double team and, and from through the zone and everything. So um they got some things to tweak over there. But that damn yeah. Nets team, you're talking about lethal. The, the Nets lethal. are crazy. That's lethal. It is, it is lethal for real. It's That's, lethal for real. You got it's Kyrie lethal. at the point guard. You got Kevin Durant at the three or the four, right? And then from there, all you're talking about is oh, telling yeah, they them. And they're starting drumming. Are they starting drumming? I think that yeah, I think drumming, drumming is right? drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drumming, you know, they, they sleep on drumming, but no, know, no, no. Let's let's talk about it. League, man. Yes, because this is a guy Come that on. was twenty and ten at one point in yes, Detroit. Yes, along with yes. Greg Monroe. Yes, don't sleep on drumming. People yeah. trying to. Yes, they sleeping on drumming, man. He's, so he's he's gotten a little big, but that, like he was a solid twenty ten guy for a while, or fifteen ten guy when he, yes. or fifteen fifteen when he was in Detroit. Yes, yes. So they got some pieces, man. I mean, Nets are stacked. But I, I think Philly be okay. I think they – yeah, they got punched in the mouth that game. I think they'll be ready next game. I think so. I think I think they'll be all right. Do you think it's going to be them, those two teams in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? I can't count on Milwaukee. I can't count on Milwaukee. No. Because no. I think Giannis – Giannis, man, what Giannis showed me last year – he just took over that finals. He took over that finals, bro. And when Giannis, like, when he hit the zone, he just takes it over, man. He he literally takes over, man. And he's yeah. he's developed a mid-range. He's trying to shoot the three a little better. You know, he's at 30, above 30%. The dude's just growing, man. So I, I don't know. And I would like that. I would like that more for him because, he, of course, he's going to get older and his body's yeah. going to change. I would like for him to 
work on that mid-range game a lot more. Work on a hook oh, shot, you know, work on a couple of different hook shots, work on a couple of different post moves because you're going to need that. You're not going to always be able to cut to the lane and, and, and run guys over and do your Euro step in the lane. Like make it Agreed. easier for make it easier for yourself. Be able to pass out the uh, post through the double team and things like that. Uh, I would love to see him add the hook shot to his game um, and some low post moves to his game. Go see, go see the uh, the dream. Go see Elijah one. Go talk to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah go see I can't. Yes, sir. Go get some yeah. of that game from him because that that's something mm-hmm. that you're going to need as you get older, like you're going to need that jump shot. You're going to need those low post moves to free yourself up and to get other guys open as well. Um, for sure. For sure. But we cannot count them out because those are the defending champions and they're, they're right in the swing of things and they're playing at a level, at a level space right now. And at the end, you know, their defense going to be there. I mean, you know, their defense is going to be there. And I think that's, man, you wear people down, man. It four quarters. If you plan. A you know, seven game series is different. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I think it's gonna be the three. I think it's gonna be the Nets and them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be the Nets and Bucks. I can see um, that. But I think oh, I, unless they play them in the first front, unless the Nets. Oh, that's them, right. That's right. Yikes! So I forgot about that. It could be that could be settled real fast in the first round, pretty much. Forgot about that part. Forgot about that yes, part. Sir. And then we still haven't seen what Big Boy is uh, capable of. Uh, ben Simmons. I'm not really oh, worried yeah. about him. No, no, he because he he don't you know just keep the ball in his hands. I mean, you got Kyrie. You don't you know you got a, a lot of people that can carry that point when it comes to those critical periods in the game. Yeah. That's what happened in Philly. It was critical periods where he had to go to the line to make those shots, and he didn't. But he don't have to do that on that, so he's good. He's insulated. Yeah, but I, 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 the, my thing now is, well, not my thing, but the, what, what I, I'm wondering now is where did he get this back injury from? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think Ben got a lot of stuff to figure out, man. I don't know. I don't. You know his 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 data his data his data prove himself is coming, man. You can't mm-hmm. dodge you can't dodge it for long. You know it's coming, so. You yeah, know, you you said you said mental illness and people people backed off, you know. So right. they, they gave you your space. So now right. we're at the point where okay, well, if it's mental illness, or you you weren't feeling well or whatever it was, they, they gave you your space. You got the trade that you wanted. Now you're in Brooklyn. Now you're talking about your back hurt. So you, you got to do something. Got to do something. You got to show us something. Yeah, for sure. You're you're, you're sure. running out. You're running out of space. And options, you know what I mean. You got to you got to show us something. So we'll see what happens with uh with Ben Simmons in in, in the in the weeks months to come. But the, the NBA it looks good, man. I, I've been enjoying this season. I've been enjoying the highlights, uh, all the clips from from the House of Hoop, uh, House of Highlights, and from NBA NBA ESPN and all those things, man. It's been a beautiful thing to see. Like you now it's to the point where I, I am enjoying the way the players are coming out because there's so much more maturity it's from so these players. There's so many of them, bro. And it's so talented. I mean, so much talent in the NBA right now, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we, we still haven't them. we still haven't seen a full a Bulls roster with Alice Caruso and Lonzo Ball and oh, Patrick, yeah. Patrick Williams. Right. Like That's we haven't right. seen all those guys play yet. That's right. That's going to be a different different story too. So I didn't think about those guys 
are, are not back. Yeah, we, we, we got to get those guys back and acclimated as well. But um, as much as I uh, support Chicago basketball, because I don't really support anything else here because, you know, the excuse me stuff be stuff be horrible. But uh, I, I do support the Bulls and I, I want to see them do well. But realistically, if I'm being a realist, it's just like when you look at the, the playoffs and stand-ins and the way the team is set up, you go, yeah. Yo, I don't think they have the pieces to get out the first round. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's, yeah, they got something to build on. And, and yeah, who knows what happens after this, after this thing, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they definitely came from, I mean, literally nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. The last three, four, man, to now they're competitive again. So that's that's huge. If you were to trade someone, who would you trade? Trade the center, man. I told you what trade. trade. Just trade. trade the center. Okay. He got to go, man. I, I think, you know, just some somebody with a little bit more physicality, but still can shoot because he, he can shoot the ball. He shoot the, he's a stretch for sure. But someone with a little bit more physicality down there, a um, little bit more presence. Um, that's what I would do. But they have, but you said, again, you said they got a lot of guards too. So, yeah, we guard heavy. So, you, I would get, I would get rid of him. And probably, uh, I would get rid of him. What's the one that can jump? Derrick Jones. Yeah. I would get rid of him. I would get rid of uh, Vooch, Derrick Jones, and probably Zach Levine, if they could give me Jokic and, like, Will Barton. Ooh, I was going to say, we didn't talk about Jokic, man. Yeah. Give Jokic me, give can me. ball, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yes. Yes, I'm a big fan of Jokic, man. I mean, he's – man, he reminds me of, like he's, – he's he's way better than Tim Duncan. I mean, what, like, skill set-wise. But he kind of reminds me of Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan, you don't expect him to do much because he seems very unathletic. Mm-hmm. But Tim Duncan, he he would dominate you, you know. Because he, he, he was weird, consistent. You know? He was just yes. consistent. Jokic is the same way. He don't. He he's not really like he, he can't really jump or nothing like that. Or, but he can do everything else, man, for real good. So, man. I don't I don't think there's many centers that could have put up a triple double, and he's usually in that category. I agree with you for sure. I agree with you for sure, man. Yeah, when I, I when you watch him, and someone else was talking to me about that. That's what made me think to ask you. Um, but if if I wasn't gonna trade for him, um, I don't know who I would ha- I would trade for. But maybe I would use some of those guards to get like a backup center, somebody who's a, who's more of an energy player, or maybe like a, a, a power forward or something. Um, I, I don't know who I would look to, but I, it, it would have to be somebody that can just produce, you know, night in and night out when Vucevic isn't there. Yeah. What do you think about Boogie, man? Boogie is I, Where I think is he? Boogie got a bad he got a bad call too because Boogie, man, he was a scorer in this league, man. I mean, Boogie was You know what that is, man. When you it's start the health, it, right? it ain't just the health, but when you start talking that shit and speaking real and speaking from the heart, you know, they yeah. they start to they start to blackball guys like that and they start to say things like, oh, he's crazy or he's mean. Or, or yeah. he, he's a detriment to the team when, when you start speaking out and, and speaking your mind. That's a guy that was a walking bucket. Like, how did you not yes. look at him and go, 
Yes. Through this talent, like that was twenty four and twelve every night. Yes, yes. He's getting ten day contracts now. Yeah. Since when should Boogie Cousins be getting ten day contracts? Man, that's like insane. And now it might be the health, but before that, it was it was oh he's a he's a he's a problem and all this stuff. I was like, man, Boogie ain't no problem. Usually when they say that about black people, man, it's because they speak their mind. It's true. Or or you feel intimidated by him. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. oh, he's right. crazy, or, or you know, he, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's he's a, a distraction in the locker room. It's always something yeah. like that. And then you find mm-hmm. out what the real reason is, and it's just because people don't like him. That's right. That's right. Or he speaks his mind, he talks back to people, and he don't he don't just go along with the program. So I like yeah. Boogie. I like Boogie. I don't know where he is now, but I wish him the best. He's in Denver, him. man. He's he's behind uh Jokovic right now. Really? Yeah, but I don't know if it's like because he was on ten days. He's on like these ten day contracts, so I don't know if they gonna keep him for the rest of the year or. But Boogie, man, I think Boogie can still play in this league. Um, man, if we could get a hold, got of a whole him, bunch of other centers that are not doing anything. I mean, give that brother a chance, man. Give if we could a get a hold of him, if we could get a hold of him, yes. and he play like 20, 25 minutes for the Bulls, that would be yes. Yes. That'd be perfect. You, what? You talking about a guy that you can throw the ball down into the block and let him operate? He can bang, man. He can bang. And he can shoot the three. He can do he he can pass. You know, he can pass too. All that. He's a he's a black Jokic. Yeah, black Jokic. Yeah. Jump a little bit higher. No, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. But he can ball his ass off. He can dribble he can all that shit, man. For sure, man. Yeah, for, for sixteen, sure. he just he just a big dude. That's it. Yes, sir. That boy yes, can sir. ball. I remember yep. watching him when he was in Sacramento. I, I used to look like, yo, y'all can't do nothing with that. <laughs> y'all can't do nothing with that. He re- he also reminded me of a, uh, a a a a different version of Zach Randolph. I was like, oh, y'all can't do nothing with oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. He's Zach Randolph with, with some handles and a, and a further out jump shot. You know what I mean? A little bit lighter, a little bit light skin. Yeah, yeah. But he and, and he played yeah. that. He liked to play bully ball. He liked to bang with motherfuckers too. I like that. I yeah. like that, man. Yeah. I like that. And, the and boys need that. They need somebody physical like that. You know what I'm saying? Mean. He got a, he got a mean streak to him. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Look, at, look at Green. Look at Green, man. That Green talk. You know, Golden State. Green talks to the ref like every play. He's Yelling and all, come on! Ain't nothing wrong with that mean streak, man. You it know? ain't, but I think it's people who actually just intimidated by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. so mm-hmm. big and he's intimidating. Like you know, <laughs> that's the shit that I don't be agreeing with, man. It's like, yo, give him a chance. Like, let him rock out. Ain't nothing wrong with him. And yeah. he, he want to play. He want to play. Yeah. And it wasn't nothing wrong with Ron Artest. Ron Artest just grew up different. Y'all just it not sure used to wasn't. seeing that type of guy. Yeah, I just he not sure used to was. seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, wasn't nothing wrong yeah. with Dennis Rod, man. He just different. That's right. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like you gotta let those guys find that they gotta get acclimated to that. Y'all gotta get used to them. You know what I mean? That's like, right. Yeah. Everybody's different. Just like mm-hmm. me, when I'm around you, I may talk a little bit more than I do around other people. You, someone may ask me what what you like about Steph Curry. Oh, he's a great shooter, and I may just leave it at that. I don't go into detail, but when I'm around you, I'm like, yo, Steph is such 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 such. That's just me. That's <laughs> me. True. I don't fuck with you like that. I ain't got to tell you a bunch of shit, man. Get the fuck off That's here, right. Man. Or maybe yep. I just don't feel like talking. That's right. Yep. 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 You know what That's I mean? That's how it but is, man. Like, but Boogie, Boogie is a defi- definitely a dog, man. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. He's not getting 
any traction, man. That's crazy because he went from Sacramento. He's on New Orleans with AD, right? They were like, yeah, they play, he played over there. They played right with each other. Damn. And from there, I don't know what happened to him. He played for Golden happened. State for a little bit. Oh, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, he was getting those 10 day, those 10 day contracts. No, he, he was there for like a whole oh, season. One season, one season. And then, yeah, then after that, I think he started. I don't know what happened, but. I don't either. Um, I'm not sure what it's happened weird. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Did he, did he play for Milwaukee for a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. You might. I don't know. And he done bounced around quite he a bit, He bounced around so many things, man. Yeah. I hope he finds I hope he finds a situation that's better for him, man. Because somebody out there, even if it's just Toronto, somebody needs a big, man. Anyway, free, yeah, yeah, free, free, free big, free cousins, man. Let, let the brother play. Free boogie, man. Free boogie. Give him a contract. Give him a contract. Shit, yeah. he might he might fit well on uh on the heat. Cause I don't Ooh, I, I don't think that uh Bam is like really a center. He's on like six eight, six nine. Yeah, yeah, bam, yeah. And um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think I don't think he's that big of a guy, you know, to be down there doing that. I think he needs some help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure, that, more that, would, that would definitely free that team up. That way, you know, you could use your shooters a lot better than what they're doing. Well, not mm-hmm. a lot better, but it would add a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the heat and my yeah, we man, we going on the the, the yeah, the league is doing good right now. Yeah, it is. Say, it's, it's been cool. exciting for me to watch, man. So yeah, it took the, it took them a little bit of a minute to get it, you know. It did. It yeah. should did. It just, just sure certain did. players needed to mature, but you know that also yeah. comes with, with 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 the coaches letting their guys just rock out. Like, look, go do what you do, and we'll figure out what it is how to build around you. Why why you doing your thing? You know, now we're starting to yep. see some of the better players. Uh, uh, dis- display their skills, so it's a good thing to see. Anything, anything else you want to talk about, man? Uh, no, man. I mean, we can talk all night for sure. Um, we got the space, we got the time. Yes, it's. I mean, it's always something to talk about, but I don't know. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on, man. I was just trying to. What's your workout regimen like? You said earlier you do like 20 miles a week. Yeah, yeah, just. Um, How many miles you run a day? Uh, so I don't run every day, and when I do, I run you know six, six to eight miles. You know, okay. and I do that, and I do that three, three days a week. <clears throat> so anywhere from 24, 32. Okay. And then you do you got a gym routine or you work out from home? No, I go to the gym. Um yeah, so I haven't been able to get in there like I want like five days. So I at least try to do three. And um yeah, man, just just staying active, you know, just trying to stay stay active, bro. What about you? On any regiments or anything or oh right now. You said, just... you said something about box said something about boxing, right? Man, Went to I gym and I haven't done no boxing in a while, man. Right now, I'm just trying to get myself uh, um, back into doing uh, meditation. That's about it. I yeah. mean, no, no, nothing physical. Sure. Just, just, I just need to get back into like uh, meditation, and then I'm uh, I think I'm gonna start back the massage therapy. 
for my yeah for my yeah. body and everything. So uh, once I kind of iron out that stuff, then I don't know where I stand, and then I'll start to work. I think I'm gonna start. I think the plan for me, the way I've scheduled it to put it together, is to start working out in the fall. Yeah. Because that's when I start feeling. That's why I start feeling the the the, uh, the urge to really work out. When once the summer is here, it's kind of wow. it's kind of late for me. Wow. Yeah, I need that. I need that. I need that weather. I need that groggy, grimy weather to get me to get me motivated into uh, working out. I like that stuff. Wow. That's interesting because I like the, the summer gets me going, man. Mm-hmm. Well, especially for my running, for my runs, I like running when it's real hot, you know, when it's very hot. But um, and, and usually in the, in the winter, I don't even. I love run, running I mean, in the winter. San Diego here. Yeah, San Diego. I mean, we're here, so the weather's always 50 and above. Yeah, you, you're going to have fair weather. But here, you know, when you run in the, in the winter, that's when the air is the hardest and crispy. Yeah, just, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, don't I, like I love that time, shit. Man. I love that shit. Yeah. It, it's good for the lungs, you know. You don't got, like I said, you don't got domesticated. You don't like being outside with that, with that grit and that grind. It's, it's, it's. You don't like doing that, you know. That's my joint, though. Yeah, I guess so, bro. Yeah, I'm a. Um, I definitely, I'm a. I'm gonna try then. That's. I mean, that's what I kind of like worked it out too. Um, but I need to clear my plate too. I got some pro- music. I got some music projects that I need to. Uh, finish up as well okay okay right that, that's cool so some some things coming up yeah and, and and the crazy part about it is some of them are done me and the, me and a team or me and the other people that I, that have I've, I've gotten together with to do some of these music projects with we haven't had the time to really just sit down with each other and iron out the specifics of, of the, the song order and the rollout or um, the way the beat, the way the beat placement is, and things like that. We haven't had the the real time allotted for that to figure those things out. So um, that's been up in the air as well. But I got, I got a couple projects done, man. Wow, got a couple projects done, and they're just sitting. They're just sitting on the shelf. Wow, they're just sitting on the shelf. And it's just because when you're when when you're older. You don't have time to sit there like you're talking about people with lives, you know, whether they're working right, right. or traveling or or, Kids or family and- shit like that. Like you can't you, you can't maneuver like you once did. So um, that's that just that's just part of it, bro. So that's interesting. So, you know, I've never been in a studio and like that. So when you go through that whole process. Like who's doing the music and who's mixing and how does that work? Like, what's a day in the studio for you, typically? A day in the studio. So when I do go to the studio, it's usually a beat is play. Unless I have some songs already written that I need to go over, and I have, I have songs that I've already written. Um, I can go in there, and I'll do those songs, and I'll just knock them out. Right. So when you're listening back to the beat, uh, you and the producer may be going, hey, you need to change the way that sounds. You need to uh, have a certain inflection on different words or take these words out. So it sounds more uh, 
Yeah, so so it flows yeah. together very well. Um, and if if I go in there and I don't have anything, a beat could play for a minute and 30 seconds, and then I'll go to the next beat. Another beat could play for 30, and we'll do that until I find something I want to write to. Okay. Right? So once I find something I want to write to, then I'll sit there and I'll write to that song only, and I'll, I'll, I'll either flesh out a song, or if someone is there, I'll I'll be working. I'll work with them, help them out with a song, or or what have you. So uh, it, it it just it, it varies. Some and sometimes there there are points where I'm in a studio where I might be singing hooks for somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's it's just different things that happen. Like I could be doing a chorus, a hook, or a bridge for somebody, or for myself. So th- that wow. that may happen. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't even know I'd be in there crooning. <laughs> carrying tunes and shit like that yeah they a lot of people don't even know that like you know i'd be on i'd be on the hooks for some of these songs they don't know that shit man but um it's it's a cool thing you know to go in there it sounds and, cool yeah it sounds yeah cool, man. just to, just to use your full talent just to use your full capability yeah. and and not hold back you know for for some reason for years i guess because of the whole masculine shit that people was talking about you know a man if he is a rapper he couldn't he couldn't sing but you know, for me, if you have the if you have the capability to do something, you should just do it. You know, it don't matter what nobody's talking about. Like, why why would you deny yourself your talent if you're good at something? Yeah, man, we gotta step away from all this masculine bullshit, man. You know, all these all these things that are holding us back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for me, once that starts happening, where you're telling me um, that I can't do something that I want to do because I'm good at it. I'm not going to listen to you no more because you, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're going to tell me that I can't sing, even though I can sing, because I, <laughs> I should only rap. No, my God, fuck you. Like, you, you go over there with that shit and I'm going to do I'm going to do me. So what what ends up happening is when when you're in there and they say, oh, man, we need a we need a hook for a song. And he, I, I got it. Cook it up real quick, which I think. Sometimes people are stunned and shocked. Like you did what? I'm like yeah, yeah. Like that don't, that don't take much. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and it's been situations. I don't know. You don't know this, so I'll say it now. I've I've written R and B songs for people. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just it just when you do that. At least for me. The energy that you take on or the mindset that you take on is totally different from being a rapper because you know rap is bravado. Oh, sure. Rap is bravado. You're talking shit, yeah. you know, yeah. girl, you being macho, machismo, and all this shit. So when you're writing a love song or you're trying to speak about a situation through your feelings, that's a different type of energy and a different mindset. So when I'm in a oh, studio, sure. Excuse me, when I'm in a studio and I'm writing and I'm writing like that, the whole mood. It's changed for me because n- now I have to be, I have to be more in, into the into a lover's mode. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's still fun. Don't get me wrong. It's still fun, but you know your mood just changes. So you, when you're in there, you're writing these songs and you you're doing them. You know, and and I'll say this too: it gets hard to get out of that mode sometimes because you all touchy feely and shit like that, and you're in touch with your feelings and. Then you try to snap out of it and go back to what you normally do. You know, it's kind of, you know, you're like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> how, how, how did I get here in this weird spot? Like, 
<laughs> why do I love so much? You know, but um, it, it that that's that's just like typical. But if if it's not, I I can write from home, right? Mm-hmm. And there are times where well, when when I am writing from from home, because I have the interface, I can just hook it up to my laptop. Um, and the beat, I can take the beat, I can put it into the interface, upload it, and then record it through the uh, microphone, and I can just send it to them without being there. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I can do that as well. But uh, but but if I do have the time to go in there and be around them, I definitely put in that work. I do I do put in that pain. Yeah, sounds like a, I don't know, man. To you know go through all these emotions and like you said, it is a certain bravado to rap, right? And yeah. I think just being in that creative space with everybody, it's like you all are, you you plug, look like you're plugging and playing where you need it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels mm-hmm. like that when you, when you say that. And that's, it seems very powerful. It seems like the studio could be a powerful place. Um, it is. Collaborative it is. kind of space, you know what I mean? It is. It, it becomes a sanctuary. That's why I think some people say that you, I, I don't leave the studio for a whole whole day or a whole week. Sometimes you hear people say that because it becomes a sanctuary where where creativity um, breeds. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And while you're there, so much can be done. Like you start pulling pieces of inspiration from different people or different ideas, and it adds to whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, and there are days where I, I may do one song in 10 or 12 hours. And there are days where, and Agent Smith and Six, and they can tell you, like, I can do five, I can do four, five, six songs. You know what I mean? Wow. Full songs, like full bodies of work. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, move, and, and then keep, and keep going. So, but it just depends, you know, like the energy that you have, the actual beat that you get. Some, cause sometimes it, it takes, longer to write certain verses or songs than it does others, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I've seen the, the the tape or the YouTube video of Just Blaze make a beat in 15 minutes. And I've done songs like that where it's just 15 minutes. The beat drop, you hear it, you go, oh, I know, mm-hmm. I got I got the, something perfect for this. And you write mm-hmm. that down. And then it's sometimes where the beat, you hear it, and you start hearing like a concept or a topic or an issue, and you start writing, but you get very intricate and you got to do yeah. it a certain way. So it may that may take you four, five, six, ten hours to knock that out. It may take you a whole yeah. week to do it, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there, there are songs that that you know that take you a little bit longer than others do. So um, but I, I enjoy it. The, do you keep all of it? Do I keep like all of it? Right. Do you keep it? Do, mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is everything. Mm-hmm. Is everything you do in the studio is it used? Is some stuff you're like, nah, this ain't going nowhere. I'm just if I don't if I don't use the verse, then I mark it off. Okay. But if I use it, then you know I mark it a certain way too. Okay. Um, yeah. So so if I don't have a pen and pad, and I have like my iPhone or my or or the, or the Galaxy joint, um, every song that I use, like you just know it by opening it up and looking at the verse and. And, and you know okay. which ones you use, yeah, yeah. Pretty dope, man. But the ones that I, the ones that I do have written and uh, put together on my phone, I think I need to transfer those to paper. So, um, 
once I get them copyright, those once I do them and they get copyrighted, you know, I have the actual paper and content and intellectual property that says, hey, this is my song. This is when I wrote it. This is when I did it, such and such and such. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's, it's it can it's it's a cool process, man. You know, I I like being in there with people, and I I definitely like being in there by my lonesome and being able to to just uh rock out, just rock out yeah. and do songs. Yeah, it's a what about thing. Pay? What about pay? Do you pay a fee, or how does that work? Is it space, right? It's electricity. It's equipment. It's this. Is that? Depending on who you go to, who you dealing with, who you working with, you know. Okay. Um, that's that's all that that's based on. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, brother. It's it's midnight your time, man. Oh yes, sir. It is. It is. We. I'm not gonna mention the time because I don't want to date the episode. So. Um, oh, I, I should have said that. No, yeah, you good. You good. Okay. okay. You good. I'm just not gonna. Confirm it. You know, <laughs> you, you've said yeah, enough. Yeah, I hope you. I want. I want to do that, man. I hope, I hope. See you in a couple months, bro. Yeah, we we need to put that That's together, man. Hopefully, hey, we gonna do it. We gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it to to where you said it needs to be. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to date date this thing either, and then yeah. we just uh, break break bread, then, man. Yeah, hopefully we can get uh Wade into it too. Hopefully he's feeling it and he wants to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still the offer. I think if he can do it, he gonna, he gonna, he's gonna do it. You know, yeah, I think he wants to do it for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But good talking to you, brother. Hey, we got. I'm, I'm gonna call you, man. We, we can't see each other just on these podcasts, dude. I gotta hey. call you, man. Hey, man. I'm here. I'm here. I know. I, I don't. <laughs> you know. You know how I go with me. With me, man. Um, you guys. You guys are, are family, man. So for me, as a single guy, you know, all you gotta do is let me say, "Hey, I'm about to call you," and I'll go, "Yes, no, maybe so, or whatever." So okay, okay. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. So that's how it works for me. Like I, I don't. For me, I would feel like I'm intruding on you guys if I just pop up with with a with a call, but. You know what? Back in the days when we didn't have, but you wouldn't be, bro. Yeah, I just thought about that. Like back in the days, if we didn't have all this stuff, we would have just called each other and left messages and everything anyway. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Need to get back to doing that, man. I think, I think for yeah, for me being an introvert, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You feel like, yeah, you know, I'll leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I think I think communication. We all need to. All over the world, people need to keep in touch with their folks, man. You know, for sure, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that too, though. For sure, yeah, man. We, we all need to check up on our people, man. Yeah, because I'm thinking about people all the time. You know, I'm thinking about you and every. I'm, I'm thinking about my, my close buddies all the time, but I just don't. You know, we got to slow down a little bit, man. Shit. Yeah, get out of our way. Get out. Get out of our own way. Yeah, because we put so much in our way. We put so much in yeah. our own way. And we it's not even important. About- it's not even important. The important stuff, we we need to get back to that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Brother. Yes, sir. So we're gonna go ahead and call this a episode. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh in the flesh, Dakota McGee. <laughs> 
brother. <laughs> yes, sir. This is Full Profits Podcast. This has been another episode. And remember, as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat when it's taken. We are done here. <laughs>